This is Israeli Technology Founders Speak, a podcast of conversations with successful Israeli high-tech and biotech entrepreneurs, with your host, Avraham Hermon. Asaf Shiloni, a veteran biotech founder and manager, is the CEO of Kadima STEM, a clinical stage biotech company that is creating cell therapy that enables the production of off-the-shelf cell-based products for the treatment of unmet medical needs such as ALS and finding a cure for diabetes. Avraham sat down with Asaf in the offices of Kadima STEM to discuss how Kadima STEM is creating and testing their innovative therapies why Israeli startups are so successful, the role of patents in Kadima Sem's business, tips for startup founders, and much more. This podcast is a creation of J.M.B. Davis Ben David, an intellectual property law firm serving clients around the world. You have great innovations. We keep them safe. It's not enough to just have a great startup idea or innovation. If you don't legally protect your innovations, products, and brand, anyone can claim them as their own. We keep your great innovation secure. Learn more by going to jmbdavis.com. That's jmbdavis.com. So I'm here with Asaf Shiloni in the uh, Nestiona headquarters of Kadima STEM. And uh, thank you, Asaf, for inviting me. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you about Kadima STEM and about what you guys are doing. What problem does Kadima STEM solve? Kadima STEM is a cell therapy company focusing on two major fields. Uh, the problems we are addressing, one is the lack of treatments for neurodegenerative diseases. Uh, our main focus right now is ALS, but our product is aimed towards other neurological uh, conditions. Up to date, there is no drug in the market for ALS. And Kadima STEM uh, plans to get to the market with this uh, with a product uh, to treat ALS. Uh, the second indication that Kadima STEM is working at is a much bigger market, the diabetes market. Mm-hmm. Currently, there is there are treatments for diabetes, but those treatments are only treating the condition and improving the situation, but still does not solve the problem. Uh, the product that Kadima STEM is developing is actually going to be a cure for diabetes and a lifetime of uh, a glucose monitoring and injection of insulin will be replaced by our product that uh, we're developing. Okay, can you expand a little bit about what stage you are in developing? So with the ALS program, uh, we have done an initial human clinical trial in Israel in Hadassah Hospital. That was a phase 1-2A. Uh, that uh, was done before COVID, and we stopped the, the experiment during COVID. Uh, but we have uh, initial promising results. Based on the results of that experiment, we are now in the process of an IND with the FDA. So uh, we are planning to send the IND document to the FDA at the, by the end of this year uh, with a plan to start a clinical trial phase 2A in the U.S. next year. And for the diabetes product? The diabetes program, that will take some more time. Uh, we have uh, tremendous preclinical data uh, with uh, diabetic animals. Uh, we're still working on improving our product, improving production of the islets. The islets are the islet clusters are identical to what we have in our pancreas. 
So we are improving the production of those islets, and then we need some additional preclinical work and additional development in order to get to a final product that's going to be also providing the cells with immunoprotection. So you're making a synthetic biological-based product that's going to be a substitute for a pancreas? That's true. What the vision of the company is to create what we call the mini pancreas. And, you know, the positive thing is that we don't need to inject any cells into the pancreas. Uh, From our data and the data in the market, the product will not have to be injected into the same site. It could be or subcutaneous or in the IP. But uh, our, you know, our solution will basically provide... um, if you can call it artificial pancreas, it's it's a good definition to define it as artificial pancreas. Basically, um, we're imitating the functionality of the islets in the pancreas. We have in the market know that there is no need to uh, inject them into the pancreas, which is a hard space for those cells. Uh, we can, you know, some companies are working on uh, IP solutions. Some uh, companies are working on uh, subcutaneous solutions. But eventually, the product, the, the vision is for the product to replace the functionality of the, of the pancreas uh, using uh, islet-like clusters like we have in the pancreas that will detect the level of, ins- of glucose and secrete insulin. Amazing. That would be a, a great solution to a lot of people that are suffering. Talking about personalized medicine? I'm not sure if personalized medicine is the right... Uh, you know, the vision is one, is to replace the mm-hmm. pancreas. and you have two major problems. First of all, integrate good good functional uh, beta cells, so mm-hmm. good functional uh, islets. That includes uh, the variety of cells that replace the islets in the pancreas. But the second thing is to create the immunoprotection. Basically, you need to protect the cells because you're taking cells from embryonic stem cells and you inject them into a patient, so there is immunorejection. Uh, mm-hmm. So you have both immunorejection and you have both the immunogenicity of, you know, the, the body is attacking beta cells in, right. with patients. So you need to create that kind of protection of the cells. And for that, we are looking at several options, several solutions. And, and for that purpose, we're looking at diff- different uh, collaborations out there. Okay, I see. So that's a good explanation for the product that's in development for diabetes. Is it for type 1 diabetes? So it's for insulin-dependent diabetes. So it's all type 1 patients, and it's about 20 to 40% of the type 2 diabetes are insulin-dependent. So mm-hmm. any insulin-dependent patients, uh, that's going to be a treatment for. The name of the product uh, that we're developing is Islet Rx. Islet because of the, we're replacing the islets of the pancreas. Uh, this is how they're, they're structured in the pancreas. And again, the nice thing is that uh, we know that a cure is going to come from a stem cell. You know, there's no question about the fact that uh, stem cell-derived cure for diabetes is going to be a fact down the road. The question is when it's going to happen. And the message to the market is that there's going to be a cure for diabetes and it's going to come from stem cells. And right now, Kadima Stem and a few other companies are working on getting it to the market. There are some hardship along the way. There is some... uh, optimization of production, like I said, but definitely um, once we overcome the immune protection and, of course, the regulatory path, because the FDA, since uh, it's not a deadly disease and there are some treatments in the market, it's going to take some more time. Mm -hmm. It's going to take some more time to optimize the process that the FDA will approve it, 
And we're looking at many technologies to achieve that immunoprotection. And some of those technologies are like gene modification of cells are going to create immune evasive cells. This is going to be solving the major problem of immune protection that might create some uh, concern with the FDA because it's a new technology. And so it's another action item on our agenda is to uh, get a discussion with the FDA and get all those hurdles uh, out of our way. How was the idea of Kadima STEM born? And how did you become involved in it? Okay, so the idea of Kadima STEM started uh, in the work of Professor Michel Ravel. Uh, professor Ravel um, is a distinguished professor that with a long career at the Weizmann Institute of Science is uh, a winner of the Israeli Prize for the development of the drug Rebif. Rebif was developed for the treatment of multiple sclerosis, and uh, with the lead of uh, Professor Ravel, it was sold to Serono, that then became Merck Serono. And with uh, Professor Ravel's uh, vision and his excitement about creating an Israeli company, he made sure that Interform, a large Israeli company, was created to develop that product uh, for Serono, then for Merck Serono. After that success, the, you know, with developing a product, became a blockbuster in the market, up to date, selling for more than $1 billion a year. Professor Avell started working on stem cell and created the leading lab in Israel uh, for stem cell. In this laboratory, he was working on expansion, differentiation of embryonic stem cell. And along the way, his research got him to two interesting indications. One, the production of astrocytes that are the base for what we're uh, developing today for the treatment of neurological diseases with ALS as the first target. And then the lab was working on some other uh, cells creating a different uh, expansion differentiation protocol and got to some great success with differentiating uh, in, uh, cells into islets. The vision was that diabetes is uh, one of the pandemics in the world and there is going to be a need for a treatment and the logic of creating a cure and the vision of that uh, led the, the, the team to work on developing a good differentiation protocol to get uh, functional islets. The success in both programs, both the astrocytes and the pancreatic islets, got Professor Ravel to the vision of let's do what I know what to do take the success of the of my lab in the university and create the next uh, Rebif. And this is how Kadima STEM started. And that happened uh, 13 years ago when he started the company. I'm in the field for more than 20 years. I had a company in Israel that I sold uh, to a U.S. company. Then I joined uh, Peprotech. I was with the company for 13 years. I was at the board of the company. Uh, I was... Uh, uh, leading the uh, business development and sales of the company. The company was a, was had strong scientific backgrounds, uh, some of the brightest mind in the industry, but it was lacking the business vision. My role in the company was to create it, create the brand, mm-hmm. is to take a company with a good science and to create a brand around it. Uh, we managed to take this uh, small, amazing shop and creating an empire that in 2021 was sold to Thermo Fisher for $1.85 billion. Wow. It was a very exciting end for the uh, glorious uh, story of Peppertech and got me to move back to Israel mm-hmm. to enjoy life back home uh, and 
you know, I'm too young to not to find the next chapter. And then came the opportunity uh, with Kadima STEM. Uh, the interesting thing about Kadima STEM was the fact that uh, at Peprotech, our main customer were cell therapy companies. Mm-hmm. I was working with all the competitors of uh, Kadima STEM. I, I was uh, going with them, I had meetings with them before the clinical trials. I was uh, working with them on helping them developing products with, with the authorities in the U.S. Within that specific niche in the market, my passion was towards the companies developing the diabetes product, companies like Semotherapeutics that were sold to Vertex and Viasite. And when coming here and getting the offer from Kadima STEM, I said, this is where I see my passion. Mm-hmm. This is where I think that stem cells are going to change the world. This is the place that finally regenerative medicine will lead to the, to the expectation and actually will create a cure and not just another patch on a disease. Mm-hmm. And this is where I decided to join the company. Okay, that sounds impressive. Let me ask you about patents at Kadima STEM. What role do patents play in your business strategy? Okay, so that's, this is a great question because I think that patents are a key to the potential of the therapeutic companies to uh, get to the market and gain some uh, presence, in, especially when there is a lot of attention in the market. In, uh, for example, in the diabetes field, uh, we see companies like Semotherapeutics and Viasite that uh, are now merging into one giant company. So IP is an important aspect. And the field of, of the AstraRx, which are products for neurological diseases, we have several patents around the expansion differentiation of the cells into gallial uh, cells. So we have IP around that. And we also have strong IP uh, towards the indications of uh, ALS. I think this is crucial for us because the company is investing a lot in uh, developing the product and the next step with a clinical path. And there is there's going to be no value to the clinical work if at the end of the day, you don't have the IP protection once you get to the market. So right. this is crucial for the company. And we're working uh, a lot with our good patent lawyers on getting that uh, achieved. Mm-hmm. In the diabetes space, this is more complex. There are a few companies, there are a lot of protocols out there. So a lot of the know-how is protected as a know-how, but we're working on developing IP. It's going to be a unique for Kadima STEM. One of the strongest patents we have is for the sorting of the cells. Mm-hmm. You know, Companies know how to create islets. You know, in order to create a good treatment, you need to just pick the good islets, the ones that are uh, going to be producing more insulin, going to be strongest, stronger in detection of the of the glucose levels, and eventually the size of the device or the size of the cluster that needs to go into the patients will be defined by the number of islets, and that's going to be the, uh, derived from the functionality of those islets. So Kadima STEM have a unique patent around the sorting of the cells to pick just the best of the best of those cells. And uh, we believe that that patent will create, give us the strong advantage in the market when getting to launch a product in that space. There are a lot of different cell therapy companies out there, and you've even mentioned some of them. A lot of different cell therapies being developed. What's unique about Kadima STEM? 
That's another good question because we know that uh, cell therapy creates a structure, a general structure of companies who know how to take uh, stem cells and expand them and differentiate. And if you look at companies like SEMA, the therapeutics we talked about, and Viasite, there are two of our competitors in the diabetes space. So these are great companies with good protocols. All of us are developing good IP trying to find our a niche in the market, what's the, the differentiating factor that will make us better than the others. I think that at Kadima Stem, one of the major advantages is that we're a platform company. So the vision of Professor Ravel was to create the platform to develop cell therapy products and not a product. So we have, at the moment, we have two programs running side by side. We can leverage the experience we're gaining, for example, with the ALS program that's much faster with the authorities, with the FDA, because of the fact that there, currently there is no treatment and it's a terminal case. The FDA is supposed to be more lenient in the process, and we're expecting it to be much faster. All the results and all the experience that our uh, quality system will gain in uh, the production aspects and optimization aspects and the writing of all the documents when approaching the FDA, we can utilize those when getting to the same stage with the diabetes program. So I think that we get some kind of a proof of concept with one product and that's going to help us with get faster to the market with a second product. Mm-hmm. So it's true. You know, cell therapy companies have a mission and a lot of them are, you know, working around the same realm of uh, hardship along the way, uh, complexity with the authorities, getting the FDA to understand how to view cell therapy from their go-to perspective. Uh, but I think at Kadima STEM, with the Israeli innovation and with the planning that we are putting into the process and being a public company helps us because it makes us more conservative along the way, I think uh, gives us an edge over the market. So you had mentioned being a public company and you're currently listed on the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange. Can you address what your plans are in terms of uh, listing on NASDAQ? Yeah, so as we, as Kadima STEM announced not long ago, we are planning to list on the NASDAQ at some point. Listing the Tel Aviv stock market come with uh, some benefits, but it's a complex market for a biotech company. In the Tel Aviv stock market, there is not enough institutional investors. Uh, there's not enough potential for investors with a vision towards biotech. So for biotech company, it's not the best place to start the, their uh, public path. Um, at Kadima STEM, the company went through a lot of cycles in the market. And since we have ambitious plans moving forward, especially with uh, the interest in, of starting the clinical trial in, in the US, which is a costly process, and the need to be closer to the market to generate the potential uh, level of investors that is needed to support ambitious programs, uh, we have decided the right path for the company, if markets permits would be to move to the NASDAQ, to be closer to the institutional investors, to be uh, available for big uh, banks that we're talking to that have no way of investing in the Israeli market. Mm -hmm. So the Israeli stock market is a limiting factor for us. And we'll definitely, uh, once the market uh, will permit and the valuation of the company will permit, 
uh, we need to do that move because if you look at uh, biotech companies and companies like Adimastem traded in the, in the NASDAQ, the valuation are tenfold at what at the average valuation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sema Therapeutics at the preclinical stage was sold to Vertex for uh, $950 million. The valuation in the, in the U.S. market for companies entering as a startup are much higher than uh, companies that have been in the Israeli market for a while, developing products, uh, getting to clinical trials. And we believe that if we can move Kadima STEM to the NASDAQ, the valuation will be much higher. We can create uh, value, value for our investors and our shareholders will be very appreciative once we uh, manage to take the company and list it in the NASDAQ. You had mentioned the uh, culture of Israel and uh, how Israeli startups perform. Can you just elaborate on what's unique about startups originating in Israel? What's unique about startups originating in Israel is usually the pace. I, th- I see a lot of uh, innovators in Israel. I see a lot of innovation in the university. And I must say that from the professors in the lab, you feel their desire to get their product to the market. It's true that uh, their vision is, first of all, to publish uh, papers. But, um, you know, when you meet with them, the second thing you hear about is, I want to open this company. I want to start uh, a product, which is different than what you hear in other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the desire to create something, the desire to expand is a unique a unique thing that uh, create what we call startup nation. Mm-hmm. I think that the ecosystem is, is supportive of prefer the small and lean uh, and lean organization, find the path to create your independence, um, avoid being a part of a big organization, try to find your space that you can be more influential. And the scientists here and the engineers, they like to be influencing. And they mm-hmm. feel they feel like in small companies with a lot of innovation, they have a more pl- a place to shine and to create and to change. And I think this is what creates Israel, one of the things that create Israel such a great place for startups. I think that we have some good support from the Innovation Authority. It's limited. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish the government... I hear that a lot. Yeah, I, w- I wish the government could give more support. And I think that especially the biotech in Israel needs a lot of support from the government. Yeah, I think this is a gap that we have in the market. But you take the innovation and you take the chutzpah and you combine them together and you bring us interesting entities to the market. And I think this is what interests the, the big international companies in finding local uh, Israeli companies is because they want that spike. They want that different uh, spice into their activity. And I think that Israel have it and Kadima definitely has it. Kadima STEM definitely have it in its uh, genome. Uh, can I ask you if you have any tips for founders who are interested in starting up their, with their own idea or with their own company? What do you suggest? You know, in Israel, you meet founders every day mm-hmm. because almost everyone is wants to be a founder. Everybody comes to you, they, let's, they talk to you and realize that you're running a company, that you sold a company. So the second question is, oh, I had that idea. Can I make a company out of it? So I think, you know, the first thing is to think, is it something I'm going to enjoy? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a good idea. 
but try to imagine where is that idea going to take you if success comes with this, this idea? And is it something you're going to be enjoying? And this is something that you are passionate about. I think this is the crucial thing for something to be successful. If you're going to enjoy doing that specific uh, thing or investing your time in developing that specific product or service or whatever you're developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing is to find out whether there is actual a need for the product. Uh, many of us are thinking that we came up with the greatest thing and we don't do enough research in getting to understand is there a, a need in the market Um, is there competition? Am I unique enough? Is it going to be just another small spec that uh, I will be the only one appreciating? Or will I come tomorrow to investors and there's be uh, you know stars in the eyes and be excited to invest? Mm-hmm. Because the second thing you'll have to do is bring money into the company. And you know it's not enough to excite your parents with getting them to put some money in your company. You need to understand that eventually you have to stand in front of serious investors that are very careful about uh, the money they're investing mm-hmm. and to convince them that you're different and that you have the right team. This is the crucial thing. And the next thing would be find the right partners because teams are everything. So if you have the right idea, the right market and the good partners, I think this is uh, what's going to create good companies. So that sounds good. You gave three different parts of answer to that question. I think that's really very fundamental. You could probably expand on this and spend a lot more time talking about what tips you, you suggest for, for founders. But I think that is especially important to be able to appreciate the work that you're doing and really feel connected to it. And I, I see that that's something that I see from you. You have that connection to your, to your field and feel very attached to it and feel like you're, you're changing the world. So that's, that's important. I think this is one of the key points. Um, and yesterday we uh, raised a toast for the new year. And the message I told the employees is sometime when you're doing the day-to-day work, you forget about the message and the mission. Mm-hmm. And what I want them to do differently the next year is to wake up every morning with a, with their mission, with their uh, The sense that they're actually in the path of creating a change in changing lives of people who are suffering. I think that one of the uh, fabulous thing about being in life sciences and being uh, in working in a company developing a treatment is the fact that if you think about it every day, you wake up every day with a sense of a mission, with a sense of purpose, and not so many fields you know, you, you can have that feeling. Mm-hmm. So luckily, both at Peppertech and now at Kadimastem uh, have been serving life sciences and the cure and the, you know, search for cures for diseases for many years. And I think it's a, it's a privilege. And I want the employees at Kadimastem to understand that every morning, because I think there's nothing stronger than that in putting motivation into their work. Mm-hmm. Where do you see your company in another year and in another five years from now? We know with, with cell therapy, a vision is important. And at Kadimastim, we're spending a lot of time in trying to put uh, dates into actions. Mm-hmm. In the coming year, we're definitely going to be behind our discussion with the FDA, with the IND. Hopefully, the company will get a green light to continue with the clinical trial, you know, first in human clinical trial in the U.S., for ALS program with our product AstraRx. I think this is the biggest milestone for the company. 
Uh, it's going to be a accumulation of 13 years of uh, work within the company and a lot of time spent in the lab of Professor Ravel at the Weizmann Institute before that. So I think this is a crucial milestone going to happen next year. So that's definitely going to happen in the coming 24 months. Um, in the space of diabetes, we're continuing working on improving production of our islet clusters. And at the same time, we're in discussion with several companies about potential collaboration uh, to look for the best immunoprotective solution, the encapsulation for the product. Because, like I said, in order to get to the best product, we need a combination of functional islets and immunoprotection. And I believe that within the coming 24 months, we'll have some substantial uh, partnerships in place uh, to push that program forward. Five-year plans, you know, the potential of the AstraRx program uh, in the treatment of ALS, once we complete the clinical trials, uh, we are going to be looking for commercialization opportunities. The good thing about cell therapy that uh, companies like Cadimostem will not uh, need to wait for the end of production, end of development, end of clinical trial to commercialize a product. We anticipate that once we complete the phase two clinical trial, there's going to be a lot of interest from pharma companies in the product. And this is where we're going to be in five years. We're going to have a, probably a good pharma partner that's going to be invested in that program, uh, taking with us the product into the market. As far as the diabetes program, five years, this is the time that we will need to work on those different uh, encapsulation solutions uh, with our future partners to develop uh, a good product that within the coming five years will enter clinical trials. By then, we anticipate that the FDA will uh, already have some experience and more knowledge about how to deal with uh, cell therapy products into treating diseases which are not uh, fatal. Mm-hmm. We think that the FDA will have more information and that will help us in getting a clinical trial with a more clear path, although it's cell therapy. Wow. So I just wish you luck and wish the company lots of luck and these goals and bring the products to the market. And it was great talking to you. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. That was Asaf Shiloni, the CEO of Kadima STEM. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There are many more to come. Do you have a great innovation or startup idea? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by going to our website, jmbdavis.com. And if you go to jmbdavis.com forward slash startup, you'll see we have a special site specifically made for startups to help startups protect their innovations. Please be in touch with us and find out how we can help you. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to bringing you the next episode.